Welcome everyone, Arthur Bablis here. Congratulations for getting to the Personal Evolution Show, the podcast, part of the Evolve from the Inside Out community. And we're gonna be coming to you, we're gonna be having discussions, we're gonna have conversations. And the whole purpose is to get you thinking about your thinking. We're gonna ask you some questions so you can discover decisions that you need to make in order for you to start moving your life forward. How do you bring in more joy, more happiness, more success into your life? You see, leadership success, happiness, it doesn't just happen, it's cause and effect. In this podcast, we're going to be sharing with you modern sciences, traditional wisdom, spiritual laws, you have blending modalities from NLP, hypnosis, kinesiology, energy work. We're going to share with you what we've learned over the last 30 years in this wonderful field to help you to discover that essence inside of you and ask yourself the questions to help you to break through. Here's a question. Who would you be? What would you do? And how would you feel if you already had blank? Think about that. This podcast is going to help you fill in the blanks. This is Arthur Bablis. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Um, this is Arthur Bablis, and I've got Michael Adamides with me. He's on the screen right now. But let me introduce, let me introduce you to this wonderful person. Let me introduce everyone to this podcast. Arthur Bablis here from the Personal Evolution Show. Guys, I'm so grateful that you're here tonight. Thank you for supporting us with all the work that we've been doing with the MBX Institute and the Personal Evolution community. And of course, we've created this community here. It's a community of like-minded souls, of people coming together with, you know, we, we share similar virtues, similar, similar beliefs, similar experiences and similar um, wishes and hopes for, for, for humanity in the future. We're moving towards uh, uh, elevating our consciousness and evolving our souls, evolving our spirits. And we're all on this journey. We're all on this doing this inner work. And, and I've been in this field now for the last 25, 30 years. And I've, 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 I've known this gentleman here right in front of us for about 20 years. And so I'm blessed to be able to do some work with this gentleman and to work with him. And today it's, it's quite special because we thought, you know, what can we do for, for everyone today? What can we do in terms of our podcast? How can we bring to you leaders in the community that have been doing this work, that have been helping people to overcome their personal challenges, overcome, I suppose, their inner demons, overcome uh, what it is that they've been going through so they can live a better quality of life. And um, I can see we've got a lot of people uh, watching here, Mike. We've got 15 or 16 or so people joining us. So whoever's here, just let us know you're watching. Let us know you're watching. Just a hashtag live or hashtag replay. And let us know where you're coming from. I can see my sisters are online, which is great. I can see Athanasia. I can see Christina. You know, we've got who we've got here. We've got uh, Lucy's online. We've got Michael Siri online. You know, we've got quite a few people online. We've got Sue Katapotis from Melbourne online. Caroline's online here. Guys, thank you so much for, for, for joining us. And as I said, we've got a, a, a wonderful night ahead. Uh, a conversation with Michael Adamides over the next 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 minutes. We don't know how long this is going to go. If Mike and, Mike, Mike and I can start talking, and then th th this, this could be uh, an interesting conversation. So everyone, this is Michael Adamides. Michael Adamides is a transformational coach. He runs his business, Inner Peace Mastery. He's been, well, he's been in this industry longer than me. I've been in this field for 25, 30 years, and he's been doing this longer. And he's got uh, a story which is an inspirational story in terms of how he came into the field and what he's been able to achieve and where he is now and what's important to him, what he values and, and, and what his mission is. So I just want to say uh, to everyone, uh, welcome, welcome, Michael Adamides. Thank you, Arthur. Thank you very much for that wonderful welcome. And uh, it's great to be on the show. And I love talking with conscious, aspirational people. It's, it's a pleasure. So, Michael, as we said, we've known each other now for more than 20 years. Uh, I think we yes. met, uh, you know, we were working out of the same 
clinic at one stage in Anadar with Dr. Chris Tewitzis, right? You know, you were in one room, we were in another room doing the work that we did more than 20 years ago. And we did some work together. Remember, there was a coaching organization, Success in You with Peter Connor. Remember, they were running certain events, uh, a life design event, and you were there doing a speaker on the love and relationships. And maybe that's a topic we can talk about tonight as well too, love and relationships, yeah. human connection, a human basic need. And we were doing a talk on emotional health and, you know, and, uh, and freedom from that perspective. And that's where we've met. And our paths crossed, you know, the Nature Care College days, the Mind, Body, Spirit days. And, and, and I think I'm blessed that we still are connected and uh, we still, you know, talk to each other. And, and I want to personally thank you too. Over the last couple of years, I've gone through my uh, evolution as we all are, my journey. And, you know, most people on here on this, in this group know my, my dad passed two years ago and, and my mum just recently passed, you know, and, um, and I separated from my wife and, and I have to say thank you to the work that we've done because the sessions that I've had with you have helped me get through that. And it's an honor and a pleasure for me to be able to have you here to share that and share you, someone that's helped me um, with everyone else here on tonight. So, and as the numbers are creeping up, about 20 people or so, so yeah, so Michael, how do you want to start this? Tell, tell us, tell us a little bit well, about Michael yeah, Adamides. How I did you get in this field? Yeah. Originally, I went to university and studied biology, chemistry, mathematics, and uh, I didn't like it. And then I thought, no, look, I'll change. And then I got into economics, and I started doing economics. I didn't like economics. That. I did yeah. economics too. <laughs> <laughs> all Greek boys do economics. Well, that's it. They're all in it to, you know, show me the money business. Yeah. And so I know I didn't really find that it, it had any meaning because I went to university with the, with the thought that I'm going to a community of seekers for the truth, thinking, you know, here is a community of people who are seeking to understand the nature of who we are in existence. And, you know, university was a wonderful experience for me, but it was very much removed from life. And it was a very academic, intellectual experience. And it really didn't fulfill the ideas that I had. Um, and so eventually I finished with a degree in economics, purely because if I didn't finish it, my father would stop funding it. And then I went traveling, <laughs> you know, the, the university degree. Then I went traveling overseas, met my wife at university. She was doing her, her honors in psychology. We met, fell in love. We got married a year later. Then after university, went traveling overseas. And while I was in um, Morocco, the whole series of things, I met this amazing person. And he just gave me a completely different perspective on what life was, who I was, and what it was all about. And so I couldn't go back to the old life of going and working in a corporate environment. And then I shocked my parents and decided to drop out and went to Nimbin and joined the commune. <laughs> and thinking that I would find um, people searching for the truth. And in that particular group of people, lovely people, but most people were just running away. They were trying to escape problems that they just couldn't face. And then that didn't work. And then I met a group of, um, you know, Hindu monks and you know, shaved heads, orange robes, and they were in this order 
And I thought, well, look, these are the only guys making sense. And so I got involved with them. And then my wife at the time thought, yes, we should join this ashram. We joined the ashram. And in fact, I became a monk. And I was there for two years and never fully clicked into it. I was always, you know, it's great, but I don't know if that's me. And then one day the big guru comes out from India and um, I sit before him and I say, Baba G, what should I do? And he says, your place is in the world. You shouldn't be here. And so the next day, well, a week later I left and then went to um, look, what am I going to do? We're looking for a job. I got a job as a youth counsellor. And at that time, the relationship with my wife broke up. And with that breakup, I just went into depression. And I was in serious depression. And it didn't make sense because literally a week before she left me, she said she fell in love with someone else. I contemplated leaving her. I thought, this isn't working. But, um, you know, my background is very traditional. My parents were very traditional. You get married, you stay married for the rest of your life. And I couldn't contemplate leaving, even if it was the wrong decision to be there. Anyway, fortunately for me, she left me. At the time, I didn't think it was fortunate. I thought it was catastrophic. I dropped into depression. Again, I couldn't make sense of it. Logically, I'm saying to myself, her leaving me is the best thing in the world. And this is the right decision. But how I felt was I felt sick every day. I would wake up every day and feel sick. And it was only through doing a lot of exercise, a bit of meditation. I could just stabilize this sick feeling. And then about, this was 1981. It, it all like happened in about January 1981. And I went through till September of 1981. And a friend of mine, I was living in Lismore, said, um, there's this amazing therapist who does a process called rebirthing. It's a breathing technique. Came to that weekend, she's in Balmain in Sydney, and it was like the lights went on for the first time for a long time. And I just realised, wow, I just let go of this tremendous load of pain and upset. And I thought, oh, well, look, I'll go back, see how it's, what's going on. But everything had transpired and it finished. And then I went back a couple of months later, did another weekend, it was a lot better. But And then the teacher there, her name was Arara Carisbrook, said, come to Sydney, do an extended work, workshop, you need to work through things. I initially only intended to come to Sydney for two months. I came at the beginning of February 1982 and, um, never left really not until just recently and i became initially a student a business partner and within two years took over the business and it's been approximately 40 years since then and i've trained i don't know more than 600 odd um practitioners and work with over 10,000 people but the, the whole purpose has been to heal my own madness because if I hadn't gotten into this full time, I think I would have been, you know, a, psych a psychiatric patient or something. Because Look. I came from a background where my mum, beautiful person, but had a lot of um, mental issues. Her mother died when she was four. Mm. She was abandoned. All these sorts of things. And it's just amazing how it gets passed on. And so 
here is this conscious awareness as to what I know, and here is the experience of what's taking place, and they can be very different. And the whole journey has been in understanding why can I have an understanding of something and yet I can't change the underlying behaviour. Look, I really love what you said, Michael. You, if, if you didn't come into this industry, you, you did it to take care of your own madness. And th I think this is what most people, when they, we come into this field, you know, we might have a personal experience, we have a healing, we go and see a practitioner, a healer, a therapist, a coach, and we have something that moves us inside and, 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 and we expand, we evolve, and we realize that we can be more and that we can do more and we want to come into this field, right? And, and we come into this field, not only to help others, but really to help ourselves. And this is how we keep, our, keep ourselves sane. I know myself, 25 years, if it wasn't for this industry, I don't know where I would be. And so, you know, I really love what you said there because the only way we can actually help other people is if we've taken the time to help ourselves. It's a self-love, right? And, yeah, and, 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 and heal myself. Yeah, and it's interesting because I was having a chat today with, uh, you know, we had, we're, we're running an NLP program with the MBX Institute, it's our foundational program. And we're talking about the personal development, the personal development industry, you know, the pros and the cons. And in my opinion, what is the problem with the personal development industry? And, and I think a lot of people today, because it's been, I don't know, commercialized and whatever the case is, they just are jumping in to think this is a silver bullet that they're going to be able to transform and change their life and not necessarily do the work. And for me, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, what's your opinion? I think a lot of people use this self-love and jumping into this self-love concept as an escape in doing the work and as an escape in staying connected with other people. I understand self-love, loving self, but I mean, what's your thought? I think a lot of people are saying, you know, forget it. I don't care about anyone else. It's all about me. Is that what self-love is? Is it, is well, it about look, not you know, caring about other people? Is it about not connecting with other people? Depends on how you define self-love. Yeah. If self-love is, it's all about me, um, then that's that's more of, uh, it's, it's, it's more being, um, I've just gone blank on the word, you know, you're looking into yourself all the time and you're only thinking about yourself. But if it's all about me and you're saying it's personal responsibility and I'm responsible for it and I'm taking ownership of it, then it all being about me is a great way to think about it. But it's only if you think about it from the perspective of personal responsibility, the actions of the other person are secondary to the way I feel about their actions and um, what that represents for me, you know, because people can behave in whatever way they want. I have an affirmation that says other people have the right to be stupid and ignorant. <clears throat> other people have the right to refuse help and stay in pain. <laughs> yeah. There's no one out there. I'm only ever talking to myself. And so what occurs is if it's all about me, it's a reflection of who I am. Why has this person appeared in my space and what's going on? But when I'm talking about people who are going into the business, it's the way we're educated. We're, we're educated in an academic way. So there's two sorts of education. One is an academic, and what the other one is experiential. If you're going into the personal development, evolution, uh, transformation business, then it has to be experiential. Um, the academic information is a component, but we'd say, you know, understanding the movie prize, 
unless you get an energetic shift, unless there is a change in emotional body or whatever. And so it's that um, body experience. Now, the body experience is very uncomfortable. That's the reason why most people don't go there. But also they, they're not fully aware that that's what transformation requires. And every learning that I've experienced, and I'm sure the same for you, Arthur, every learning you've experienced, the price we've paid is going through our fear and pain. Yeah. And there is yeah. no other way, unfortunately. Yeah, look, I really love what you said is that, you know, that we need to feel it in the body. It's the body experience that we need to go through. And, and tell me from your experience, because a couple of things I want to ask, because, hey, I love what you said. You're doing it for 40 years, 10,000 clients plus that you've seen. Now, that's mastery. Someone wants to master their craft. You know, 10,000 hours, Anders Ericsson, right, to become a master of your craft. Now, if you've worked with 10,000 clients for more than, because I know when you work with someone, you're there with them two or three hours, right? So yeah. you've done like 50,000 of hours, or 100,000 yeah. of hours of work in doing yeah. this work. So that's your know, mastery 10 times over. So, you know, when I'm talking to you, I know we're talking to someone of experience and of knowing, not just knowledge, as you said. you got the academic and the experiential, so you got knowledge or knowing. And I'd rather be working with someone from a knowing perspective. So from a knowing perspective, with the challenges people come through, because, you know, I see we, 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 in our foundational course, in our NLP training program, you know, people deal with their limiting beliefs, to deal with their, their challenges and their fears and, and, and what's holding them back. And, and the biggest things that we see that the people are, is like, uh, have is like the beliefs that I'm not loved, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not deserving. And these are the things that hold them back, hold their spirit back, hold their soul back, hold their evolution of their, of their spirit. Tell me, in terms of dealing with that, you know, the rebirthing, obviously that's coming into a new you. And the only way in, uh, the only way out we say is in, right? So you've got to do the inner work to actually get out of this mess. But us as a, as a spirit, as an energy, have we come on this planet to share, to be connected with other spirits energy or are we come on this planet just to be a lone wolf because we get lone wolves in the industry and we've got people who talk about you know tony robbins says love is oxygen to the soul and yet a lot of people push love away so they yes. suppress that oxygen to the soul so there's so many different thoughts i just wanted to hear your thoughts on on all that well, look, it's both. Everyone has different has a different mission. I'd say the majority of people, a good, you know, more than 95% of people, maybe 99% of people are meant to be connected in groups and communities. And so for us to share with each other, but sharing, it's love is more than sharing. Fundamentally, love is, there's numerous definitions, but the first one is a granting of beings. So my definition of love is granting beingness, the acceptance of what is. And the acceptance of what is fits into three categories. Firstly, the acceptance of myself. And so in that respect, I accept myself even if I feel lost and confused. I accept myself even if I've made a mistake and think I'm wrong. I accept myself just the way I am. The second one is the acceptance of others, which is what I said about other people have the right to be stupid and ignorant. Look, you see, it's easy to accept others when they get when it's operating according to your expectations. It's easy to accept yourself when you're fulfilling your own expectations. It's very difficult 
to accept yourself or others when they're no longer fulfilling expectations. So it's allowing people to be as they are without wanting them to be any different. So you're not trying to fix them. And the same works for yourself. You're actually not trying to fix yourself. The key here is what's called disidentification. So disidentification means I can have thoughts that say, I suck, I'm not good enough, I'm not all right. And what I need to be able to do is recognize those thoughts don't represent me. All they are is a function of a destiny I've been born into. And just because I've been born into a destiny that where my parents thought that or at times in my childhood I may have thought that about myself, this does not define me. Who I am is something else. So the most significant step in self-healing, self-love is disidentifying from the behavioural pattern, from the uh, psychological conditioning and recognising that it's an issue. So I have an affirmation whenever there's an upset and I say, all my upsets are just my personality detoxing. And so it's it. just something in me being uh, expressed. Now I can make it wrong, time to see in, the, in an effort to try and change it. It's like, that would be logically the way you go. You try and change it. But the way, if I'm just doing it for myself without going into a process with a therapist or without going through a whole experiential event and I'm just here in myself being my own observer, all I have to do, and this can be done immediately straight away, is just recognise that it isn't me. That is the greatest act of self-love that you can perform to disidentify from the pattern and say, yes, I've got this happening. It shits me off. I can't stand it. I, I'm, it's making me sick. I'd want to do whatever, but it's not me. It's the destiny I was born into. It's not my mother's fault. It's not my father's fault. This is the destiny I was born into. And the destiny I was born into is the greatest chance I have in being free in this lifetime. The universe has put us here to empower us. This is not to diminish us. And this whole human experience fundamentally is a journey of evolution of our human awareness. That's what it is. Now, an ego has one perspective, the ego, the mind. We have the perspective of comfort, avoid um, pain, uh, go towards pleasure, and that is a normal human survival measure, which is, you know, pain avoider, pleasure seeker. But from the perspective of spirit, it's totally something else, because from the perspective of spirit, you can't die. There is no time and space. So if you're here for whatever period of time and then you perish and you go, that's secondary to the main process, which was how far did you learn? And the learning process is that, as in a, in a spirit perspective, has two components to it. One is love and the other one is power. So there are two parts to it. Love is the ability to accept what it is, and fundamentally it's a feminine thing. Feminine does not mean female. Feminine means receptive. The words are mis 
unprecise. And masculine isn't male, it is assertive. So love is to accept it as it is, a complete, in effect, surrender is the wrong word, but just to accept it. Embrace would, embrace would embrace be a good word? I like what you said. I don't really like surrender the word too. I, I like to use the word embrace. Don't surrender to embrace something. Embrace wonderful. Embrace it, yeah. Accept it. Embrace it. Allow it to be, yeah. you know. And then power is the ability to maintain my position in space, the ability to be able to hold my own reality in the space I occupy the ability to be myself. In order to be myself, I have to know who I am, firstly. Secondly, I need to know what I stand for. And then if I know who I am and I know what I stand for, then I have a better chance of holding my own space. But unfortunately, most of us are born into um, a very ignorant situation where we don't know who we are, we don't know what we stand for, and so external events take us away. Most people do not hold their sense of reality around the essence of who they are. And the way they discover it is by default. You lose it, and in the losing of it, there's a tremendous pain, and then trying to recover back from that pain enables you to find some piece and it's like a jigsaw piece you put another little piece of your power together you learn a little bit more about surrender a little bit more about power a little bit more about surrender and gradually you begin to feel yourself in the big scheme of things it is i accept myself just the way i am and but that's not enough because um i'm hurting the body feels horrible I'm told I'm okay, but I don't feel okay. I'm told to just accept what I'm feeling, but I hate what I'm feeling. <laughs> and I want to do everything I can to get away from it. And no, it's like I've got to gradually chip away, chip away, release, release, digest, understand it, and then a place, I, I reach a place within myself where I have enough self identity, consciousness, presence, that I can voluntarily allow myself to be annihilated by the thing I fear the most. And so you have to step into your annihilation. You have to, because you can't be annihilated. The sense of annihilation is just another illusion. No, who you are is invincible invincible and i have another affirmation that says i now no longer want to be dragged screaming and kicking into paradise i want to be carried with ease and grace into paradise so i believe in spite of all the bullshit and the nonsense that's going on in the world at the moment and we're going through a massive paradigm shift um it, it, you know we cannot be destroyed the, the situation that exists could change. It may not be what we imagine it to be, but we as conscious entities will either be able to come back here and keep going or we'll go somewhere else and keep going. Yeah. But whatever's going to happen, we're all going to keep going and we'll keep going until we no longer need to keep going yeah. in a material form. You know. yeah, look, so you brought up, you know, what's happening in the world today. And we're not really going to talk about it. Everyone's got their own individual personal views. But yes. I want to talk about it maybe from a, 
a consciousness perspective because everyone's got a different pers- you know thought you know uh, for me uh, the metaphor I use it's almost like the the modern day Noah's Ark right okay it's the cleansing of humanity the cleansing of consciousness I mean the people who uh, will survive it's not necessarily the survival of the fittest it's the survival of the people who are the most adaptable the most evolved so yeah. you either evolve or repeat and so you know, what's happened with this situation? We've been forced to go inside behind closed doors. You know, our freedoms have uh, been affected, whatever the case is. But what have we got out of this opportunity? We've got an opportunity to reflect. We've got an opportunity to discover what's important to us, to go inside and who do we want to be in this scenario. And for us, you know, for me, this is just getting us beginning for what's coming, not necessarily what's happening now. This is training us for, for what is coming ahead. So unless we inoculate ourselves with... with um, with a different level of consciousness, evolve our thinking. Because I've always said, if you, if you want results in life that you never had before, and you need to do the things in life that you've never done before. And to do the things in life that you've never done before, you need to think in life in a way that you never thought before. But see, that's the paradox, right? How can you think about what you've never thought about if you've never thought about how it is you do your thinking and where that's come from? And so we've been forced to explore our thinking, our, our consciousness, and to rise above this and maybe to come band together as community say okay what is it that we need to do to move forward because we are going to survive but not everyone will survive right we can point the finger in terms of what's happening but what is it that we do so as a soul and as a spirit and as an energy that we're on this planet what's your survival guide during these times <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's great. No, no, I love the question. Um, my, my survival guide is there's only two states of being. You're either switched on or switched off. Love it. Yep. And so you're switched on when you feel connected, when you feel uh, positive, when you feel accepting. Um, and you could call it you feel love. So you're switched on when there is a brightness of future, a certainty around yourself, and you know who you are and where you're going is okay. Or well, even if you don't know if it's okay, you're okay in not knowing where you're going. So fundamentally, you're okay, even if it doesn't feel okay, even if you don't think you're okay. So I call that switched on. You can be switched off because you feel I'm in danger. They're attacking me. Or there are all these inconsiderate people out there who are not considering the greater good and not getting inoculated when they should, but with that the belief they hold. You know, you've got all these different beliefs about one group of people saying doing it is bad, other people saying not doing it is bad. So whatever people choose, as but they're full of anger, fear, um, resentment, separation, uh, not sure about what's going on, so they're switched off. And so one of the things I say to people, if you've got to do something, you need to know the difference when you're switched on and when you're switched off. I really when love that. I really love what you're saying there, Michael, because, and help me out here, because I, I want to add some of my analogy to this, but I want to use your material, right? Because for me, when you're saying switched off, are people switched off when they're attempting to move forward, but they're focusing on moving away from what they don't want? Like they're focusing on the fears, they're focusing on, so they're making decisions 
to move out of a fear base, out of something they don't want, as opposed to being switched on, turning around and saying, hey, let me be future focused. Let me be a possibilitarian, right? Let me focus on the possibilities of the future and how can I move forward with ease and grace? Sure. Standing up for something. And I think Magdalena's written there, if we don't stand for something, we're for, for anything. It's a great quote that we've you know, that people say, and we've heard before, and, and everyone needs to stand for something, otherwise you will fall for anything. So for me, I love it, switching on. You're switched on when you're future focused. And that doesn't mean you're not present now. You've got to be present now in the moment to create a better future. But it doesn't mean you just stay in the future. And it also doesn't mean if you're switched off, then you're just moving away from what you don't want. It's like almost well, you're, you're backing up two, into... Two, yeah. There's two parts to that. One part of it is setting a goal. So when you set a goal, you're looking at the direction that you're moving towards. Now, the ideal goal would be moving towards something that enthuses you, grows you, represents your next step. You do not want to be moving towards something that represents letting go, running away, giving up on something. Now, that is your goal setting, your direction. But where you want to ultimately be is here in the present moment. You really don't want to be, you make the decision, okay, my next thing is, for instance, my next task is I'm putting together um, a set of 36 uh, lessons on relationships. And one is on find your soulmate, the other one is creating loving relationships in your partner, another one's love and power, the relationship with yourself, three lots of 12. Now I'm setting that in place and I'm writing the script and going forward in that because that's the thing that gives me the most juice at the moment. Now, at the same time, what I'm doing is I'm here in this moment asking myself, how can I feel happy and positive? How can I be here with you? And truly, it is a blessing and a joy to be here in this moment, having this conversation, to me, is a blessing. And it's a joy because what else could I be doing? This, to me, is meditation in action. This is spirit at work because we are talking about being authentic and in this moment. And this moment ultimately is the only thing that counts. And so what do I do? I've just got to make sure that in this moment where I sit, I am switched on. And I can get to the point where I get up in the morning or something happens or I have an itch to occur. And then the thing I've got to say to myself, what do I need to do to get myself out of it? Sometimes I can talk myself out of it. Other times I've got to go, no, I've got to get out of the house I've got to walk out in the sun. I've got to sit there. I've got to go and have a shower. Now, I'm very blessed because I live directly opposite the beach. So if I get into that state, I'll just walk across the road and jump in the ocean. And guarantee, it's called Dr. Salt, five minutes of being in Dr. Salt, and my head is cleared straight away. So everything I'm here to do is hold my present moment. Forget about the end of the world. If the end of the world comes, I'm still here to hold my present moment. And I have a goal, and my goal is based on where is the greatest juice, the greatest sense of enthusiasm, direction, purpose, meaning for me, and doing the relationship video. 
I'm not doing it because if I don't, I'm worried about my financial survival. I'm very blessed at this moment to be the stage in my life where life just really works. But that has not been something that's come easily. It's been a focused effort for 40 years. And I would say, probably, I started at 29 and at 48, about 20 years into it, I just stabilized my personality. You know, I got to what I believe um, being just okay. <laughs> Focused effort. Now that's me. My son hasn't needed to go through that. He's 42, he's reached that far sooner. My daughter, who's 26, she's pretty close to that right now. Everyone has a different journey, but I started, I reckon, four or five steps behind the line, not at the line, to start line, mm. behind. And I had to really focus, 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 focus. So that my greatest strength, if, if I can say that, is I've never given up. I've always kept going for it. Michael, look, I'm just, look we're, we're, we're going to keep on talking. I'm just noticing the time. We're going to keep on talking. I just want to also acknowledge we've got a lot of people who are doing posting there saying, Michael, you're awesome, you know, beautiful, uh, great responses. They're just loving what you're saying here, Michael. And so like, just to mention some names, as I said, we know we've got Magdalena, we've got my sister Thanasi here, we've got Christina, we've got Lucy, you know, we've got Ian here, we've got Anu here, we've got Kevin here, we've got Josh here, you know, and Michael series here. So, we got, you know, a lot of people here were actually just uh, in gratitude for what it is that you're sharing with us. And, and uh, you know, we want to stay, we've got a bit more time and, you know, when we, it's normally an hour at the top of podcast. And I want to ask, one of the last, last 15 minutes, because you said something, what juices you up right now and you're working on something you know this is your love and relationships this is what you've been known yeah. for over the years yeah. the, yeah. the workshop yes. that you've yeah. been doing tell me more about yeah. that because i'm excited about what you just said and you're putting together is this really now an online program of the course that you've delivered face to face yeah. for the last 20 30 yeah. years the love and relationships yeah. and and what's this about what's the essence of this program and if we anyone myself anyone here that wanted to be connect with that and know more of that or even know more with for you and with you let's talk about how we can connect with you and how we can connect with this program because there's people who are asking well look see, to me relationships are the rocket ride to enlightenment Woohoo! <laughs> it's only one of the here brother relationships <laughs> are the rocket ride to enlightenment okay. we're gonna hear okay. we're gonna get some comments on there very soon <laughs> Because what happens is if you want to see what is the single greatest activator of your unconscious, your past conditioning, your unresolved issues, go into an intimate relationship with someone you love and they love. And the paradox is that the more you love them, the closer the emotional relationship, the greater the point of trigger. So the people probably love the most are my children. Then the next lot of person is, is you know, my intimate other, my partner, Susie. And, but my children don't activate me to the same extent that Susie would activate me. Whereas, you know, she's an adult. I don't cut her the same slack that I would cut my kids. Yeah. And so things get triggered. So relationships 
are singly the most powerful tool for personal transformation. If you do two things, you take ownership of your experience, it's calling withdrawing your projection from your partner, not making them responsible for how you feel. And secondly, disidentifying from your own psychological process and not making your psychological process wrong. Now, of course, in the moment when it's triggered, all I want to do is kill. You know, I want to blame them. I want to, I go into meltdown. I feel terrible in myself, but then the thing shifts. And I come out of it and I realize, hang on a minute, you know, she plugged me in, but basically it's my stuff. And even though my stuff came up, you know, I'm not a baddie, you know, I'm not hopeless. It's really part of my process. Now, if I'm going to move forward with myself and with that relationship, I've got to come to terms with that. So I become a detective into my own process, my own unconscious. Now, then I have identified three things. Firstly, um, it's called find your soulmate. Um, and that is a lot of people can't even get into a relationship to start with. So it's 12 half hour courses to teach people how to find that intimate other. The second one is creating loving relationships. I'm now in the intimate relationship with the special one and it's breaking down for various reasons. Let's work that out. And then the third one I call love and power. And that fundamentally is the relationship with myself. And so I have firstly get into a relationship, the soulmate. Secondly, when I'm in a relationship, creating loving relationships, making it work. And thirdly, love and power, the relationship with myself. And love is the ability to surrender to myself and the circumstances I find, except you know, the circumstances I find myself in, and also power to hold my own truth. So I've got to be able to say yes to things, and I've got to be able to say no to things, and I've got to have the balance between yes and no, and that is love and power. So love and power is have I, because, you know, I can have a harmonious relationship and still not be happy within myself yeah. because I just don't have those issues. It's like yeah. so... But I get, let's get to a harmonious relationship yeah. and now get to a relationship with myself. So that's so, basically the thing about So, Michael, this is what, you know, this is really what you've been known for, you know, and I remember you running the programs and the retreats and everything else, the love and relationships. Is it something you still do or you're looking to go do that online now? Because, you know, obviously there's still a lot of people that want to do that, but we're limited in what, the, what we're able to do that. I know there's lots of people here that would love to uh, experience it. Is there something that we can do to make that happen? Maybe to put yes, it Then look, it's, it's, there is. Look, the first series probably won't be complete for about three months. I've already written the, the script for the first 12. I'm going through the second draft. Then it needs to get uh, videoed and edited. So three months, that one will be finished. Then there'll be another three months for the next one, another three months. So it probably will be already and up and running as of February next year, at least the first and possibly the second. Yeah. It's just that um, I'm transitioning it from a weekend course, because I used to charge for this Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, um, basically 1,190 
$8 for the three days. And now for that that same piece of information and, and, and almost the same, it's actually 197 So it's $200 instead of $1,200. And I'll sell all three for $300. Okay. So, wow. and all right. online. We're going to have to talk. Courses, take you through it. And to me, um, it's, it's fabulous. It's like, um, it's the journey of, uh, of the soul <laughs> look i really love what you're saying you know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's and that's the greatest discovery of yourself is actually when you go into that relationship right and find out who you really are and and and, and what and you know most most human beings we underestimate what we're capable of and what we're able to do because we don't put ourselves in those situations to explore um what we're possible what is possible for us to do we avoid those situations but let me ask you, Michael, because look, you know, I'm also mindful of your time and, and I know these people want to do, maybe want to know more of you. And I'd like to invite you back if it's okay with you. On Wednesday nights, we do some masterclasses and it's a deeper dive, like maybe a, a two hour masterclass where we can show some slides or, well, maybe do a preamble to this love and relationships workshop. Now, I don't know, maybe we can do three masterclasses and do a lead up to these three things. I, I'm sure these people would uh, happy to, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure we can get some remuneration for these three master classes. We can work something out. I'll, I'll do that for you. I'm the, I'm the entrepreneur, right? We'll work that out. But, yeah, yeah, but I'd love for you to come on board just as a master class. Just to tell us a little bit about more. And this will be a live where people can be on there. We can see their faces, right? We've got people saying, please, please, please. They all want that, right? They're all saying that in the, in the chat. We'll do a master class. We'll see the live faces. We'll promote it. And they can see your smile and um essentially we can you know you can start sharing people this is the evolution of michael adamidis because i know you know michael's been doing his work for the last 40 years he's doing face-to-face -face work he's done the weekend retreats and now you know you're on your ne your next stage of a journey that's what i feel right and you know my mum you know being passed away she she has a number of sayings you know i said to my siblings the other day we sort of texted each other said look what are mum's top tip top tips because i want to do a podcast on mum's top top tips right because i did one for my dad dad's top 10 tips and one of my mum's sayings was this she used to, in, in greek she goes equipo ise imuna equipo in other words where you are i've been and yes. where i am you'll come yeah. and I look to yeah. you and I want to thank you because you know you talked about your, your, your challenge at 29 30 when you started in the industry I was pretty so much about 30 32 when I started right yeah. and you had this finding yourself moment at the age of 48 20 years later whatever the case is for me well, it was about 54 right okay so I'm, 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 I think I'm where you were finding my personality and you know we've had these conversations right we've had right. we've had our talks you know the Athanasios yeah. talk yeah. right <laughs> Yeah, right yeah, yeah. Uh, we've had these talks and and i know that you're on this next stage and you're you're delivering your stuff in a whole different way uh, now and i want to be able to share you with, with with the group that um you know that follow the work that we do at the mbx institute we've got a great team supporting us you know dean from darwin we've got magdalena you know magdalena well and she oh. speaks highly of you and has recommended pretty much half of Sydney to you, right? Um, as well. And thank you, um, Magdalena. <laughs> we'll get some love arts coming up pretty soon, I'm sure. And, and look, I think now's the time. I think a lot of people are getting caught up with, 
You know, in today's world, they're spiraling with depression, they're spiraling with loneliness, they're spiraling with people are being separated, people are being charged, people are being charged with what's happening outside, with what's happening extrinsically, their work's being affected, their family's being affected. I'm, man, it's happened to me, and it's starting to get to people. And I think today, more than ever, we need to be able to provide a community where they can come and experience love, get connected, and reconnect to themselves. Reconnect with that energy, that vibration inside themselves with a group that, you know, whether we do it virtual or whatever, but we create a, a, such a virtual energetic hug which can transcend, you know, the distances that we are apart and create a ripple effect, a morphogenic field that changes the planet. And it's about time that maybe people like you, people like us, people in the industry come together and do this, Michael. And so I'd yeah, love for yeah, us to be able I to do that. I'm um, totally 100% behind it. You know, so... Um, so look, we're looking at, yeah, we've gone on about 50, 55 minutes. So, so how can people get in touch with you? Because obviously they can still do um, personal sessions with you. And I'm, I'm yes, one yes, to highly recommend yes. that. I, I, I do, you know, just recently I've had a couple of personal sessions with Michael and my sister has, and, you know, we know a lot of other people have, and you've helped us be able to, um, you know, it's really reframing the situation, right? It's, it's, it's coming back it with a... With, uh, a learning, a, a different perception of what may have happened to us and in order for us to move forward with grace and bring more of what is important to us in our life, the love, the fulfillment, the compassion. And look, you know, the Michael Adam is saying, and I keep on saying, you know, I am my mother's son, but I'm not my mother. I am my father's son, but I'm not my father, right? Okay, and that's what people need to be aware of because we, especially us wogs, we go through this journey. And we have this attachment that we need to please. We need to, you know, my mum, cosmos. you know, we need to be there. We need to perform. We need to make them proud. But what about us? What do we need to make for ourselves? What's our truth? What, what, what are we crying out for? And that happens by doing this work and, and, and understanding that it's not letting go of the past. It's actually honouring the past. It's honouring the family and the spirits and the energies that we've chosen to be part of but for us to grow as individuals and for us to share as individuals and for us to contribute as an individual mm -hmm. energy. And so how can people get involved with you? Where do they find yeah, you and how do they book in with you, Michael? It's It's Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Adam Edies, which is the Greek version of Adam's son. So it's A-D-A-M-E-D-E-S.com. Simple as that. Michael so MichaelAdamedes.com. So we'll ask. onto the website. Great. We'll ask Dean or Magdalena just to put that in the chat so people can get access to that. MichaelAdamedes.com. That's your inner yeah. peace mastery website. They'll get insight into the work that everything. you do. Yeah, yeah, and the type everything. of consultations. You can go into but it's easier just to get both. Innerpeacemastery.com, innerpeacemastery.com au, michaeladamedes.com, michaeladamedes.com au, all go uh, to the same place. Just like me, mate, just to look, lock up all the websites, right, so no one else can yeah, get yeah, them. Yeah, lock it all up. <laughs> <laughs> just go there and you'll be right. No, yeah. no, well, look, you get there and... Um, you can easily connect and come and have Yeah, well, yeah, they're, they're up on there. They've just put them on the chat now. Both Dean and Magdalena put that. Your faces come up, michaeladamedias.com. People can Thank book you. them and find out more about you. And, and look, you know, I'm here to say this is from my personal experience, and I'm sure there's people on here. If they want to, you know, anyone that's experienced Michael, you want to just write in the chat your experience with Michael, a little testimony or review really for him. Um, and you'd be much appreciated. Um, and, you know, I'm letting everyone, I'm, I'm sharing you because of, 
my personal wins and, and the love I have for you, Michael. And there's no vested interest in here. There's, there's no affiliate commission or affiliate links or whatever the case is. It's just um, sharing. And I think when we share and we give and we come from the space of giving with the intention to serve humanity and make a difference, you know, for me, that's why we're here on the planet. As a spirit, we're here to evolve and help other people evolve. And, you know, I learned yeah. from my dad that we're here to serve others. And, and when you serve and you over deliver, you know, people would come into a delicatessen, Michael, and a, one, half a kilo of feta or ham. And my dad would give them 600 grams, a little bit more. Always give them a little bit more than what they asked for. Make people yes. leave. Let people leave feeling better than when they came in. And I want to say every time that I've come into the Zoom room with you and have a chat with you, I've left feeling better. And I want to thank you for that. And I'm sure everyone else here that's been on the podcast is leaving feeling better. Um, and I'm sure they've got lots of questions. If you've got any questions that you want to ask Michael, go onto his website, michaeladamedis.com, get in touch with him, maybe send him an email, let him know that you yeah. caught him on the podcast, you had a question. And please feel free to, if you want to book in with him, do that. If you want more questions about his programs, do that. But we will have Michael on very soon, even in the next month, the next, next couple of Wednesdays. We'll have him soon in our masterclass on a Wednesday night. And we'll just talk about love and relationships and about transformation, the evolution of the soul and, yeah, and, and, and how we do that. And, and we'll give you the night. We'll give you the clicker. You can run the show. You can put the slides. I'll just sit in the corner and just be someone who's, um, you know, being blessed to be part of that as well too. So Michael, Thank as we finish, you. anything, any last thing that you want to say, anything you want to share, anything, any last thing that you can leave people with to get them thinking. So I've always said, you know, in the coaching space, I think our role as a coach is to have a discussion with people, to ask them questions. And in that process, help them to discover the decisions they need to make in order to bring more of what's important in their life, more love, more happiness, more joy. Our, our job is just to rattle them so they can make the decisions. So what's the one thing you can say to rattle these people here tonight so they can make a decision, Michael, to bring more of what's important to them in their life, more love, more happiness, more joy? Let's give it to you. Well, I would ask them to repeat this after me and say this, I am not my physical body. I am not I'm my physical body. I am not my emotions. I am not my emotions. I am not my mind. I am not my mind. I'm something far more magnificent. I am something far more magnificent. I am an angel in training. I am an angel in training. Take a deep breath. the truth you know the mind the body the emotions is all part of a of a lesson but it's not who we are our identity we just have to put our identity with where we truly are and you know use another word whatever but that's that's the essence of it and and, and really you want to de-identify this process so you can get into the identity Michael Adamides, michaeladamides.com, the person to see. 
Michael, I want to thank you again. We've been on here for an hour. It's been a real pleasure sharing the, the space with you. you. We've had over 20 or so people coming, lots of messages. A lot of people want to see more. And yeah, we'll bring you back on. We're going to put you on in one of our master classes. We'll promote that. We'll get you know, 40, 50, 60 people on that to come part of that and maybe more. And uh, just experience yeah. Michael Adamides and, 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 um, and have an opportunity for them to actually do this angel training. <laughs> that's it that's what it is angel angel, training. we're all training oh, it doesn't matter what we talk about we're all doing the same thing you know yeah, we're all training. evolving and letting go of a conditioned ego conditioned yeah. mind that's all it is thank you so much and thank magdalena's you. put thank that in the chat thank i'm not my physical much. body i'm not my I'm not emotion i'm not my mind i'm something far more than a far more magnificent i'm an angel in training breathe that's it thank you Michael Adamides, thank you so much. From everyone that's joined us tonight, I want to, um, on behalf of them, say thank you. I'm deeply blessed and gratitude. I appreciate you so much. And thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you, thank and thank you, thank you for you, everyone Michael. that was here tonight as well too. Have a great evening, Sunday night, and we'll see you very soon in our masterclasses, not only this Wednesday with what it is that we're going to do, but Michael Adamides coming very soon Wednesday night to a masterclass. So stay tuned. Michael, have a great night. I'll speak to you very soon. And everyone else, good evening. Take care, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Michael. Cheers, guys. Thank you, Good night. Bye. Good night.